Welcome to the fourth episode of the Solent Let podcast. I'm James Ford, Head of Enterprise and Skills, and throughout this series we're taking a look at some of the big issues affecting businesses across the South. In this episode, we're focused on a topic which is high on the priority list for many, particularly since COP26, and that's the Green Agenda. With me to talk about how businesses can become more sustainable and regenerative is Will Aidney, who's from the Wessex Green Hub. Hi Will, and thanks for joining us. Hi James, pleasure to be here. So first of all, I mentioned we're going to be talking about businesses becoming more sustainable and regenerative. What exactly do we mean by this, Will? Well, it's two two big words, sustainable and regenerative. When we talk about sustainability, which is clearly, you know, used extensively at the moment, I always go back to the United Nations Brundtland Commission back in 1987, which came up with the wonderful definition of meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Now, what what does that mean in a business context? Well, really it's this idea of a triple bottom line. So not only thinking about profit, but also thinking about people and planet. And when we think about regeneration, it's really a step beyond that. I think many of us recognise now that sustaining the status quo is no longer an option. Actually, we've gone too far and the earth, the world needs to be regenerated. We need to bring it back into harmony with nature. Um, And that's what regenerative businesses do. They go beyond sustainability to improve things, not just maintain them as they are. It's a really great explanation, Will. And um, so why do you think our businesses should be thinking about this? Well, I think it's not just our businesses. I think I think we all have a role to play every single human being on the planet. But governments have a big responsibility and and clearly business does too. Um, Not least because businesses are a really significant emitter of greenhouse gases. You know, they are they are a big polluter and they're also a big influence on on society. We have major problems. We know that we need to limit global warming to at least only one and a half degrees above pre-industrial levels. and we need to, amongst other things, reduce reduce carbon emissions and start and start recapturing them. And business has a big role in that. So the green agenda is something that many businesses, particularly smaller ones, are very conscious of, um, but don't necessarily know what's involved. So can you explain to them what going green means? Going green. Well, first of all, I'd say it's 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 about being green but it's it's probably actually wider about than that this is about doing the right thing for ourselves for our children for our communities for the planet you know in the context of global warming and and biodiversity collapse no we have no choice businesses need to become more sustainable um and i think broadly i'd say there are two categories of actions that businesses can take they can make their businesses more sustainable. They can, they can do things better than they are at the moment. And they can also take the opportunity to find new business opportunities and develop these around sustainability. So it's about doing things better, but it's also about doing things differently. And as, as the global economy sort of pivots towards this more sustainable future, I think there are huge opportunities for businesses out there. So this isn't just about having to having to invest to to keep doing what you're doing but actually there are opportunities for to do things differently as well 
I agree, Will. I think doing differently is one of the key takeaways, certainly for businesses that I've spoken to. Going green is it's relevant for all size businesses. Now, sometimes we have we have, across the island we have a whole range and different sizes and sectors of businesses. Now, for our micro businesses, those businesses with one two people perhaps who sometimes may feel slightly put off or daunted um, because they haven't got the time or the resources, and you know, it, it, going green and being sustainable gets to the bottom of the pile. What would you, what would be your recommendation for those? Well, in in a funny way, I think it's actually more straightforward for those sorts of organisations because decision making is is more streamlined with only with only a, a very small or maybe even only one one member of staff and it's about it's about understanding your values what matters to you as a business and then at every business decision just checking in around am i doing things in line with my values and if those values are around sustainability am i doing things in line with sustainability so when i open a bank account which bank am I using? When I buy paper for my printer, what sort of paper am I buying? Am I buying recycled paper or not? When I'm making a decision about purchasing um, a new a new product or a, a new a new piece of equipment, I make sure that I'm taking sustainability into account. That's not to say that in every decision you're going to choose the thing that's the most green. It's got to be the right thing on balance for your business. But actually, you're considering that at every step. So you're, you're involving your supply chain because you're thinking about how you buy things. You're thinking about your products and you're thinking about your customers. So I think I think it's for me, it's just making sure that it's actually embedded into every business decision rather than thinking, gosh, it's this big thing I've got to do. I've got to do an assessment of my business to, to work out whether it's environmentally friendly or not. Um, it's sort of step. I would say it's it's step by step. So we're, we're all aware of the potential impacts of climate change and how we often hear about aiming for carbon net zero. There's a lot of terminology. Can you give us a, a few more details about what this is and why we need to work towards this? Well, I guess in simple terms, what net zero is, is you know we have, since the start of the Industrial Revolution, we've been pumping large amounts of carbon and other greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. And that's been warming up the Earth. And as we've seen in the last sort of 50 years, that's really accelerated. What the scientists are very clear about is that if that goes above one and a half degrees, above pre-industrial levels, we've got really major problems around climate change, around melting ice caps, rising sea levels, etc. Um, so what we need to make sure that businesses and, and all parts of society do is limit the emissions to a level that will allow us to achieve only that or, or only reach that 1.5% increase, no more. And also to take out carbon where we can. So greenhouse gas removal, which might mean planting trees, increasing the amount of carbon stored in the soil and other kind of more technological approaches as well. It's a really good example, Will, thank you. Um, but keen to, to understand what, what examples are there of some quick wins for businesses that, that may want to up their green credentials? Well, I like to think of it as a bit of a continuum. I think there are some quick wins that businesses can, can go for, but I think for me, it's always better to look at it in the context of, of a longer game. Like what, what can a business do? And some of that will be around the quick wins. I mean, I would always start with sitting down 
with colleagues. And when I say that, I don't just mean the senior management team, I mean colleagues more widely. And really deciding what sort of business you want to be. What actually matters to you as individuals, as well as a business? What matters to your colleagues? What matters to your families and your community? Um, and what that probably means from a sustainability point of view is using less inputs, so taking less, producing less output, i.e. less waste, and finding better ways of doing things. Um, now, what does that mean? What does that mean very specifically? Um, you asked about short-term opportunities. And we hear quite a lot about these, I think, you know, things like reducing energy loss. So that might be switching bulbs, might be finding processes to make sure that appliances are switched off when they're not used. Um, obvious things like switching to renewable energy tariffs. Um, building in measuring and monitoring on our heating and cooling, which a lot of businesses have. Often these things are running at higher levels or at times when they don't need to. Water. Um, just simple things like making sure taps are turned off or that, uh, that, that, that our toilets uh, are not using excess water. Reducing waste. Um, reducing packaging. Looking at, our, looking at our transport, whether that's our commuters, that might be car sharing or encouraging our staff to use public transport, or it might be changing our logistics patterns. So those are some of the very specific short-term measures we could take. Some real practical measures there, Will. Um, and, and it sounds like certainly something we as, as individuals could do as well. It's not just aimed at businesses and, and like you said earlier, very much a collective effort. Um, but from, a, from businesses tend to look and, and, and plan longer term as well. So are there any examples that you can share around long-term measures and changes for businesses? So there might be some specific things like looking at, at your buildings, so insulating buildings, insulating new energy sources like solar energy, like heat pumps, um, changing supply chains. I mean, working with suppliers to actually work out what, what they could provide you, which would be more sustainable than, than, than the way they, they do it at the moment. Um, certainly the government's promoting this through, through their procurement policy. Um, there's training, um, working with things like the Carbon Literacy Programme to, to train the staff on, on how to reduce things. And I'd also really encourage, um, first of all, working together, not thinking that businesses have to do this alone, but actually you know, some of the work that we're doing with the uh, Regenerative Business Collective down here in, in the Solent area is, is getting businesses to share experiences, so actually working together, so we're not feeling we have to do this on our own. Um, and also, you know, doing doing sustainability reviews, making sure that there's someone senior in the business responsible for this and then perhaps plugging into some of the larger initiatives that are out there. So you may have heard of some of these like the circular economy, which is actually based in cows. Um, carbon certification, so really um, looking at your carbon outputs and, 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 and measuring those in order to reduce them. Um, and then there are some wonderful organisations like um, the B Corp movement, which I would certainly recommend businesses to look at, even if they don't want to go down that line, that, that gives them all sorts of ideas for very specific things that they can do to become better organisations, both around sustainability, but also around social aspects as well, um, and, and being measured and accredited for that. So I think there is a lot that businesses can do. 
some excellent short-term and long-term uh, solutions and ideas and, and certainly something for, for people to go away and think about. Um, what are the actual benefits for businesses in becoming sustainable? Well, I think every business, James, can benefit from minimising its uh, environmental impact. You know, it's not just about complying with regulation or environmental laws um, or even doing your bit to help the planet. You know, it's also about delivering direct business benefits. Um, you know, reducing waste has an immediate effect on your bottom line. Customers and, and other businesses will prefer to work with firms that are environmentally responsible. And I think, you know, there are opportunities to operate any business more sustainably to, to, to the benefit of that business and, 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 and its customers and suppliers. You know, they might include retaining and uh, attracting customers and new markets, as I've mentioned, reducing costs. So if we can introduce circularity into it and, and reduce waste. Find that with staff now, you know, particularly with the younger generations, they want to work for good businesses. So if you want to compete in the, in the jobs market, need to be an ethical business or at least heading in that direction. The same will go with investors. We're seeing this huge upsurge in ESG um, investment, investors and, and money is going to is going to follow it's going to follow sustainability. Yes, there's competitive advantage from being sustainable, but I think that's fairly short term. What it's really about is growing the sector or growing the sectors, um, both in terms of new sectors which are more sustainable and in terms of uh, being more sustainable within those those existing sectors and then things like building brand and building image so i think i think there's lots of benefits um and for smaller businesses um there's going to be requirements as well you know as as larger businesses become more sustainable then they're going to require their suppliers to to follow the lead and they won't be buying from 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 those organizations that aren't reaching a, a certain level of sustainability and they'll probably be putting measurements on that so that it can be directly calculated whether a, a, a supplier can be approved or not. I know I'm definitely as a consumer uh, much more mindful of when I'm buying and purchasing making purchases is looking at their sort of different sustainability credentials of the businesses that I'm buying from so definitely is um, high up on the agenda. So Will are there significant costs involved with becoming sustainable as well? I think that's a really, a really interesting and, and challenging question. Um, I think for me, the answer is, 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 is maybe, and also probably not. I mean, so businesses need to invest all the time. And I think with sustainability, it's no different. Some of the changes that businesses can make will be business as usual. They will be changes that, that have to be made at some point, And when they're made, they can be made in a more sustainable way. Others will be switching existing costs, um, for example, from one supplier to another supplier. It might be an electricity producer. It might be a logistics company that's much, that's much greener. Clearly, there are some costs, like investing in, for example, solar panels that would inquire, require capital investment. Um, but would hopefully offer a payback going forward. Um, and then there are others that will actually specifically reduce costs, like operating or leasing electric cars rather than leasing diesel ones. So for me, it's about building sustainability into that overall business plan um, and creating a sustainability plan. Um, and overall, there will probably be a kind of a balance of costs as a result of that. 
So I know business owners are always keen to know what might be out there to help them meet some of these costs. So is, is there anything that you're aware of, Will, any sort of financial help out there for businesses such as grants or support schemes that can help with some of this? Well, the, the UK government um, has made a significant amount of funding available to UK businesses to become greener as part of their commitment to net zero by 2050. Um, and I'd certainly, um, at a kind of national level, suggest that, that companies go and look at the gov.uk website. But that money is also being distributed through other means. So, I mean, you may be able to say something more to this, James, around what, what, what the LEPs um, can do. Certainly, certainly Solent LEP and other LEPs have, have, have access to some of these funds, or at least signposting to that. Um, I'd also recommend contacting local authorities, um, city and county councils, chambers of commerce, um, and even um, the local business improvement districts, the bids, because um, there are there are pockets of money. I would say, in my opinion, it's not very clearly um, allocated. It's not it's not um, very consistently allocated, I should say. But it, if you look at some of those websites, it will certainly signpost to to some of this funding. And we'd certainly encourage people to come and talk to us as well. And, and we can help navigate businesses through what is potentially quite a complex landscape in terms of grants, funding, um, certainly around a green agenda. What about any regulations around sustainability? Are there, are there certain changes that businesses need to be aware of? As far as I'm aware, and I'm not an expert on this, there, there is not much currently in terms of specific regulations for SMEs. But what's clear is that over time, regulations will change to require better and more sustainable behaviour by businesses. Um, my strong recommendation is for businesses to adapt now because it's in their own interest to do so for many of the reasons we've already discussed. And then their alignment with future regulations is really likely to be a matter of course because they will already be, be well ahead. So I, I, for me, it's about businesses doing doing the right thing and doing the right thing for themselves and for society. And as a result of that, they'll be ready for that regulation. But again, I would point them to the government website for, for very specific details. So just in your opinion, how do you see things progressing over the next few years with regards to sustainability and regeneration? Well, what's clear is that things will build. You know, there is huge momentum here and... That's that's necessary. I mean, there's just just <laughs> no 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 question that it's that it's necessary. We only have to look back over the last ten years to see how different things were um, in 2012, um, and the baseline will build. What's expected of businesses? Um, so it takes me back a little bit to the smoking ban. So many people thought when 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 the smoking ban came in in. Um, in the 2000s that, you know, how could this possibly work? And yet within a very short period of time, it just became the norm that no one would, and, and people would think it was completely crazy to, to have smoking in, in, in a pub or a restaurant. And I think it's the same with a lot of these sustainability practices. They're things that will just become business as usual. Um, and what wasn't acceptable will, sorry, what was acceptable will no longer be so. Um, businesses are gonna be expected to be more accountable. They're going to be expected to be more sustainable and they're going to be expected to be more regenerative. Um, and we'll see the whole whole landscape, we'll see the whole landscape changing. Um, and it's going to happen very, very quickly. And the businesses that are going to be really successful will be, be the ones that ride that wave rather than, than fall behind. 
I think change here is the, is the, is the key thing and, and a change of habit. Um, I used to work as a personal trainer and one of the things that I used to talk to my clients about was about changing habit, whether that be through nutrition and, and how they exercise. And, you know, with any change of habit, it's about doing it over and over again until it becomes a habit. So Will, we've talked about a lot of things. Um, where would you propose people go to and who, who they should speak to to find out more information? Yes, no, I, I fully agree about about habits. Um, I think there are there are a number of sources, um, and I think this is one of the challenges that there are there are many sources out there. So I'll list a few. Um, clearly, the the Solent Lep website would be would be a starting point, and your sustainability area on that. The um, Federation of Small Businesses has an excellent sustainability hub, um, and there is the new UK Business Climate Hub as well. Um, the Carbon Trust is another organisation that I would I would recommend looking at the work that they've done, and they've got lots of um, lots of guides that are downloadable and usable by particularly small and medium sized businesses. Um, two other organisations that I would really recommend businesses to look at if they're if they're really keen to to promote their sustainability. One is is the Donut Economics Action Lab deal. That's right, Donut Economics, um, Kate Rayworth's organization, and and also the B Impact Assessment that I mentioned earlier from B Lab UK, which allows a business to go in and, and assess itself, do a self-assessment of, of of how it how it is. Um, I'd also like to just recommend um a couple of books which I think are are really groundbreaking when it comes to thinking about regenerative business in particular. One is called Regenerative Leadership by Laura Storm and Giles Hutchins. And the other is by kind of the godfather of, of sustainability, John Elkington, his recent book Green Swans, which is about businesses which are sustainable and extremely successful. So I think those are those are all good resources for, for businesses to look at. So just finally to finish, have you got any last thoughts or, or takeaways for businesses? I think I've got two, James. The first is not to get too worried about this. You know, sustainability is important and there are some big challenges ahead, but there are also big opportunities. And I think there's an opportunity to try and enjoy this as well as businesses. The second is, I don't think this is about individual businesses and organisations. It's not a zero sum game. We need to work together. We need to create a local ecosystem of businesses helping each other to become more sustainable and more regenerative. And in doing so, I think we can become more successful under every business measure. Will, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of the Solent Let podcast. It's been a real pleasure, James. Thank you. In the next episode, we'll be focusing on diversity in business. If you'd like any further information about the topics we've been talking about today, or to find out more about Solent Let Growth Hub, you can go to www.solentlet.org.uk. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel.